Hello, Pastor Deborah here. We are going into another part of the global teleministry videos that we have been doing of Isaiah 61, as you see up on the board. We're going to continue on working through the scriptures. I am glad all of you are here today. I've prayed for many, many people to come from far away places to sit outside in the beautiful sun, to come out of their dreams and the flesh, out of many nations, out of their sleep, out of prison cells, even out of the kingdom of darkness itself. So I'm going to come to you. We're going to work another little section of Isaiah 61. Are you ready? Let me check and see. Wilbur, is everybody here in the garden? Is everybody seated down? Got notebook paper? Everybody got their listening ears on? Even if you're listening in the flesh. Have you got your eyes open to see? Is your spirit ready to receive? Okay, great. Let's begin. We've been reading through Isaiah 61, which was the very foundational scriptures that God the Most High, the King of the Kingdom of Heaven, used to help Pastor Deborah, that be me, have a strong foundation what I was going to be doing why I was going to be doing it who I was going to be helping the Lord's way remember I've been trying to help people from a way of mental health counseling that wasn't working too good people were still depressed still suicidal still having anxiety, which means fear of death, still having emotional issues. And there's some wonderful, wonderful therapists and counselors and support groups. Everybody who's been called to help people were trying with the world's way from knowledge of many smart people just understand the biological brain how its chemicals electricals, its hormones were affected by the five senses by thoughts and ideas and concepts what was trauma to the emotions and to the biological brain how did all the different chemicals adrenaline, dopamine, serotonin how did they all work? Could you have some adrenaline going? And would that make you feel a certain way? Or did your biological senses get the adrenaline going? All of us mental health counselors were studying all of this. We were trying to find the connections. Because we were truly trying to help people. We didn't like to see people hurting depressed, suicidal, living in fear with flashbacks. We were trying to help integrate those people who had multiple personalities. 
who were living in fear and their nightmares. We were trying. Medicine was trying. Medication was trying. And if a lot of that didn't work, they used electric shock treatment, biofeedback. Even the Chinese were getting into it with acupuncture. Yoga was helping. Did you know yoga is an actual religion? Yoga was set up by yogis who were priests and worshippers of gods. Every position was a worship position to this god. Now, most people that teach yoga don't understand that. I actually have a story about a Christian choir member from a large church here ran into him in the gym. And he told me he was a yoga teacher and he taught Christian yoga. I go, excuse me, there is no such thing as Christian yoga. Because he would do stretches and reaches and he would throw in praise and worship music and scriptures. I go, have you studied yoga? Do you know its foundations, where it came from, how it was developed, why the different positions are there? He goes, no. You need to go look. Because as a Christian, your job was to point people to the Prince of Peace, the Word of God, into a relationship with this kingdom of heaven and its king, Christ Jesus. You were not to be using another religion that was founded on, developed to worship another god. I went home and did my research on the internet, made sure I was right, and I was. But in ignorance and darkness, wonderful Christian people are trying to help people. And yet they had no knowledge of this. Now, I never did yoga because I studied it. I knew what I was to be doing. I was guided by Isaiah 61. I was guided by the Spirit of the Lord. But I I just really didn't say much. I did rebuke him. There was another guy in the gym who I had helped. He said, you better listen to her. She knows what she's talking about. People are trying every way they know how to help people. From kissing the feet of statues, taking fruits and grains to statues. Fudo tries to help people by inviting in spiritual things, killing chickens. The communist countries, they try to help people by kicking God out and coming into a Confucius concept, philosophy called unity. We hear a lot about that right now in America. We're all in this together. And what they show is the Statue of Liberty. The problem is the Statue of Liberty is a goddess. It represents a personification not of the true God of unity, but of an earthly goddess, the goddess of liberate. Do a study on it. I've got it. I don't know if I got it on the website yet. But the theme is unity.
Where'd that come from? Confucius. Unity, but in this particular communist country called China, they have to force people by law or police or arresting to be in unity. There is no freedom. You can have unity by shutting down voices, shutting down opposition, shutting down the internet, closing off your country. So people are trying in all manner of ways to have peace to what they believe is their rule of thumb and their guidance for their country. Mental health, what's well, pretty worldwide, psychiatrists, psychologists. But they don't seem to diagnose some of these dictators and why they do what they do to their own people in their own country. So when I was taken out of mental health counseling and told to get on the path to learn how to help people the Lord's way, I was taken right to Isaiah 61. And I stayed in it for years and still do. It was my foundation. And as we learn uh, from the Gospels, a young man named Christ Jesus, actually, that was his foundation. And he proclaimed it after he came out of the wilderness. And he said to people that he came into contact with, Repent means change your thinking, your concepts, your ideas. Re means return. Pent means the high place. He was saying, Return your thoughts, your ideas, your beliefs, your philosophies back to the high place of thinking, back to a high kingdom. Back that you are a king from a kingdom. Go back up. You have slipped way down into something. And he said, repent, do this. Why? Because if you don't think in a high place, a pent, like a penthouse, the top. Okay? You've got to do that because the kingdom of heaven was at hand. It had returned. He started demonstrating it, showing that when you have these high thoughts and concepts about yourself, about your God, and the earth, you could do things. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to stop the tape and turn to that. I believe it's in Luke, and I'm going to read it to you before we get into Isaiah 61. I'm back. All right. I had to hear this from this young man who was the son of the living God. He was not just a teacher, which he was. He was not just a prophet with prophetic words. He was. He was not just a rabbi or a young man. He was the son, the offspring, the spiritual image and likeness of those. God of life. The son of the living God. I guess you had to use the word living because 
other gods were considered dead. They were. And in a lot of the Old Testament, you hear about, you go talk to statues that can't talk back to you. Or pieces of wood or stone or uh, bronze. They can't talk. They can't hear you. Quite dead. So here's what it was. This was Isaiah 61. About this young man. And he goes. And when the devil. This is Luke 13. We're building up. And when the devil had ended all the temptation of this young man, Jesus, in the wilderness. And Jesus passed every test of lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Satan departed from him for a season. He ain't going far. He'll be back. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit of the Lord into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Do you have a fame about you spiritually? Have you passed those three tests like he did in the wilderness against Satan himself? Is there a spiritual fame going out about you? Do people know about you spiritually? And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Now, he is a glorified spiritual being, so he don't come physically anymore. Paul tells us in his letters, you can't know him anymore in the physical way. He's not going to walk into your church physically. He's not going to come into your physical synagogues or your Bible studies. He's He's going to come in here. Through the Spirit of the Lord, in the Word, by the Holy Spirit. He might show up in your dreams, because he can show up spiritually. He could manifest, if he wanted to, right here in my living room. If he wanted to. It would depend on what the Father wants, and if it's going to help me to grow and learn. So you can't know him in the flesh anymore. You can't see him as a human being of the flesh. Jesus, the dirt body. That dirt body has been glorified and changed into what Adam originally was. In the image and likeness of God himself. So you must learn to get to know this Christ Jesus. Who's anointed with the spirit of the Lord in his glorified state. And you get to meet him temporarily in his human existence for just 33 years. And then, poof, he's gone. In that form, you have to learn to meet him where he wants to meet you. In your spirit, through the word. So he went at this time, because he's not glorified, into their synagogues. And he would be glorified. Everybody would go, wow. What is he saying? He was doing things. Maybe healing people. Casting out devils. He did a lot of that. That was one fourth of his ministry. And if you don't do that yourself in your ministry. He says you are scattering the people from him. 
You are not gathering them to him. So one-fourth of his ministry is casting out devils, fallen angels, out of people, healing people of physical sicknesses, of vexation from devils. He's also healing them from diseases that the doctors cannot cure. He's also healing them physically in the, from blindness and deafness as well as spiritually. Because all of the physical sicknesses and illnesses that you will see are a direct reflection from the soul to the physical body. I just did a great teaching on the Garden of Eden. Do you know that from Cain's killing of his brother Abel, the earth cursed Cain. So this dirt body in its fallen state is cursed. Death is upon it. Death is a part of humanity. It is here. But this young man comes in and said, Yeah, but... Because I am made in the son of this living God and I carry something in me. And I think with a high penthouse idea of a kingdom. I've got authority over death in a physical body. Anything in it must answer to me because I created it. So he goes on, a fame. And I ask everybody, do you have a spiritual fame? Can people say in the spirit... Ooh, we know about you. You move in a power that we don't know anything about. Do they come to you for prayer? Can you cast out devils? Can you teach on that? So ask yourself those questions. 15. And he taught in their synagogues. Everybody was glorified just from him teaching. Are you a teacher? Have you learned enough to teach somebody else? To stand up and take the Old Testament, that's all they had, and teach out of it? Have you had an experience like Paul? You may know the Old Testament, got it memorized. Have you been out in Arabia for three years with just the Holy Spirit? No denomination, no commentaries. And just the Holy Spirit opening up the words to I don't speak Greek or Hebrew. I move in all the gifts except one. I cannot interpret this heavenly language. I never get it. Now I have to tell you some stories about that. And me and God, well, that's strange, but it's normal for me. 16. And he came to Nazareth. Where he had been brought up as a small child. So everybody knew him. Hey, Jesus is back. Yay. Remember him when he was a little kid. We know his mom and dad. And as the custom was. He went into the synagogue in Nazareth. On the Sabbath day. That would be in Christianity. On Sunday. But their Sabbath day was Saturday. And he stood up to read. That's what the men did. The women were not allowed into the synagogue where the men were. This was all men. And this was the Jewish religion. And Paul picked that up and said when he started developing this new 
belief in Christ Jesus, he started developing the earthly churches just the way the Jewish churches had been. Women were not allowed to teach or preach or comment on the word or read it. Because that's all he knew. But if you learn to listen to this Christ Jesus says, that spirit inside of a woman, it's not a male or a female. It's a pure virgin and it can do anything. Because it is a son, an offspring of the living God. It has no gender. It is just like the angels. So if you stay in the flesh, then you will, most Christian developed the churches that Paul designed, which were flesh after the Jewish pattern. But they weren't how Jesus Christ dealt with people. Church actually means ecclesia, which means the government appointed people. The king gave an order. It was the ecclesia, which in which means church. They were a government. They sat around the best way you can explain it. It's the cabinet of the president or the prime minister. The prime minister makes a decision. He tells the cabinet. The cabinet's job is to carry that out legally with the authority of the prime minister, the president, or the king, or whoever is there, into the country. That is what church is. And you cannot have a church unless you are a king. And you have a king's mentality. Because only kings can have cabinets. Go watch. All right. So this is, we're getting there to Isaiah. So this young man was back in his hometown and was delivered to him the book of Isaiah. And when he'd opened up the book, he found the place where it was written. He was on a mission and a purpose. Verse 18. In the red words, this is him speaking in church, in the synagogue that day. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me directly out of Isaiah 61 because he the spirit of the Lord has anointed me put oil on me blessed me ordained me separated me sanctified me to preach proclaim teach the gospel, the good tidings, the good news to the poor. A lot of people think that means the financially poor would know. It means the spiritually poor. Lacking in the word of God. Lacking in the richness of the kingdom. Lacking in this knowledge that you can be free. To he the Spirit of the Lord has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. The actual heart, the spiritual mind was broken. It was fragmented into pieces. It wasn't thinking up in this high penthouse place. It wasn't thinking like a king. It was broken. It was thinking as the soul had taught it to think. It was of flesh and lust of the eyes. It was broken. It wasn't working the way it was intended to. To preach or teach or proclaim. 
deliverance, freedom to the captives. The spirit was captive to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. It was covered by a veil, a burqa of flesh sunk deep down into the dirt and the miry clay. It was in ignorance of the high places of the kingdom. It had lived in ignorance and sin and death. And it was not in a good place. They were captive and held bondage to the fear of death. To sin. To the lust of the eyes. To what the body wants. The lust of the flesh. Whether it's sex, drugs. It was in bondage to the appetites it had. And to the pride of life. It wanted to be this glorious wife. I'm the boss. But I don't want to serve anybody. And I'm not going to submit. And recovering of sight. Yes people were physically blind. But he was more interested in the spirit of the Lord. Was more interested in your spiritual sight. Because if you cannot see spiritually. You cannot perceive spiritual things you cannot understand spiritual things you're only looking through the eyes of flesh and the eyes of the flesh and bone and the eyes of sin and death and eyes that have only seen in the darkness the great movie to watch to help you understand that is Helen Keller with Anne Bancroft and Patty Duke She was physically blind, but she was also spiritually blind. There was somebody in there, but it was not alive. It had to be pushed and pulled. How about the Matrix with Neil Anderson living in this pod all hooked up? The only thing coming into him were lies. He didn't know the truth. That's what it means to be blind spiritually. You do not know the truth. You don't know. What is light and dark? Two great movies to watch to help you. Okay. To set at liberty or freedom them that are bruised. What that means is the spirit was wounded. It was in the soul. And whatever happened to the soul, any abuse, trauma, it bruised the spirit. How many of you have ever had a physical bruise? You get bumped. Blood vessels break. It's tender. It's sore. You could hit it again. You're not strong anymore in that area. It's a wound. There was a stain in us. We were bruised by death. We had chains on us in our mind that were rubbing on us, bruising us, chafing us. And we had no hope. He goes on. And I'm here to preach. The spirit of the Lord is here on me. I have come now to preach. The acceptable year of the Lord. The time is fulfilled to do this. It's come. And he closed the book. And he gave it again to the minister there. And he sat down. Oh, can you imagine? He already had a fame about him. He was filled with the Spirit of the Lord. 
all the eyes of them there in the synagogue were on him. They were fastened on him. They didn't know what to do, what to say. And he began to say, In this day, what I just read to you, is this scripture, Isaiah 61, fulfilled in your ears. And they all bear him witness and wondered at his gracious and loving words which proceeded out of his mouth. But then they go and say, but isn't this just Joseph's son? You know, we knew him as a kid. He ain't anything special. He's not a rabbi. He didn't go to church. What is going on? That's where God began me. Right there. I must have been in there somehow. So then I have to go back. Remember, he read from the Old Testament. Which was all prophecy. God doesn't do anything without first telling us what he's going to do. And then he waits. He gets a lot of voices out there. That he speaks to. In many different ways. Back in the Old Testament they were called prophets. They would speak. And what were they saying? He's coming back. Remember we go back to Genesis one twenty six. A seed's coming. Something's coming. We hear in Isaiah 55. It's got a government on its shoulder. It's going to be a mixture of a child. That's the physical dirt. Jesus. And a son is given. That's the spirit of Christ. Who is anointed with the spirit of the Lord. So we are now in Isaiah 61 working our way through. That's sort of the background. You have a lot to think about. We are in verse 4. We'll try to finish up that in this one. So we just read what the Spirit of the Lord is upon Pastor Deborah, the Word of God, upon Christ, many other people. And they were going to comfort these people. This spirit of the Lord was going to comfort them. Was going to appoint unto them. Give unto them. That their mourning in Zion. Their mourning in their spirit. It sunk in their flesh. He's going to give them beauty for their ashes. Go watch the tape. You'll understand that more. The oil of joy for their mourning. The garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. So that they could be called. Trees of righteousness. Strong pillars of faith. Unbendable foundations. And they would be planted by the Lord on the earth. And he would be glorified. Verse 4. And they shall build the old waste. The old ideas and concepts that's up here. They will help people to renew their minds. Renew their spirits. They will raise up these former spirits that are pure desolation now. And those things in their mind that have been, that 
the kingdom that had been desolated, the ideas on this high penthouse thinking that you're a king, you're not just a child, not just a sinner, you're not just a sexual assault victim. And then it says, they shall, this part we're on today, they shall repair. Re always means return. Take it back to its original. Get it back. Fix it. Repair. The waste cities. Now that is interesting. Because God's talking in a strange language. And he tells us the rest of verse 4. That these waste cities. They have been the desolations empty places destroyed of many generations now what I'm going to take you will do a little study the word city he's talking in his parabolic language again remember that he doesn't mean earthly cities we see those all over the place ancient Egypt, Greece, Babylon, the Persian Empire. We see that. They haven't been rebuilt. He's not talking about earthly cities. He considers your spirit to be a city with many different things in it. And he said it's been a waste. It's been destroyed. Every area or avenue, everything in it. It's been destroyed for many, many generations. And you believe lies and darkness because you've been sunk in the mud, the flesh. And here's what I want to take you to one that will help you. Another scripture. It's Proverbs Oh, let me find it here. Twenty-five, twenty-eight. This is King David talking to us. And he goes, He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city, an encampment that is broken down and without walls do you think that's what he could be talking about that these cities that have been wasted is our spirit mm-hmm. what he's saying is your spirit has been under the rulership of your soul the spirit has no government no laws no leadership no management of itself There's no order in it. It's sunk in the soul. It's only following the soul's kingdom and laws, leadership. It has none of its own. Remember, it's a captive. The only law it follows, I'm going to survive if it, no matter what I have to do. I'm going to follow the taskmaster's laws. I'm going to follow the law. Of the fear of death. I don't want to die. So I'll do whatever I need to do. 
So God looks at the, our spirit that needs the spirit of the Lord to come and free it. But then it must rebuild it, repair this place, this spirit. The spirit has no government over it. In Satanism, it has a government. The soul rules it by the flesh, that's the law, and by demonic spirits. But the spirit, what God wants through the spirit of the Lord is for his spirit of the Lord, his kingdom of heaven, his law, his words, his kingdom of love, joy, and peace to be the governing law that builds strong walled cities up and it rebuilds the waste up cleans out all the streets and the avenues and every part of the spirit is clean it's in order and it is all ruled by the kingdom of heaven its king through the spirit of the Lord he is saying that hasn't happened for generations because it's in the flesh or it's being ruled by the kingdom of darkness the spirit itself has no control over itself it will do whatever the soul tells it to do it's one with it till it has the Hebrews 4.12 experience and the spirit of the Lord bringing the kingdom of heaven can come back into it of course then you'll have battle because we got some other things in your spirit that's why the casting out of devils was a part of this because they have to be dislodged they believe your spirit is their home and they've been in there forever since you were born in the womb and they ain't going to give it up because they know that a, a, a spirit is supposed to be in the spirit. Ruling it. Managing it. Bringing consequences to it. And living its life out. Its kingdom out through that spirit. Then that spirit lives out that life through the soul. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life through the physical body and you see what we have around the world. Dictators, politicians who lie, who say one thing, do something else. We have godless societies called communist countries. But there's a spirit in there. It's not the spirit of the Lord. It is a Lord, but it's a dark Lord. There is a God of this earth, a God of death, and he wants to be the God of your life. He will use religion. He will use fear. He will use consequences. He'll use what? Money. He'll use just what? The same thing. Correct. He will tempt you when you're a child. Oh, you want to be a leader? Just have to do this. I'll tell this story. This young man was a Bible school teacher that I ran into, and he was teaching error. So I talked to him through a young girl named Candy. 
And I said, you need to stop teaching error and teach the truth. You know what it is. You went to Bible school. You got a Ph.D. He says, I can't do that. I go, why not? They will kill my family. How many people made a deal? Maybe said, I'll do anything to get back to work. There's your deal. I got people going, oh, God gave me this. No, he didn't. The other guy did. So what happens is these cities that need to be repaired is your spirit. And everybody's spirit for generations have been destroyed. Broken down. There's no walls of protection. There's no strength there. You can see that in a lot of the movies when you have a castle and you have a moat and you have walls and somebody tries to break in. There's no walls to... Sometimes the walls are so powerful they ain't going to let anybody in with all the bombardment and stuff. And he says, when your spirit has no rule over itself with the kingdom of heaven, the spirit of the Lord, it says, if your spirit has no walls, they're broken down. There's nothing to stop the enemy coming in. You listen to something, you believe it, it's in. They sneak in through words. They'll lie to you. you believe they love you, and they're just out to abuse you and control you. And you don't find that out till later. How about doing drugs and alcohol? Oh, it tastes good. I feel good. And then you become addicted. You have no protection. And he said, in this, here he's saying, the Spirit of the Lord has come to help you. Because when I look at you through the eyes of the Spirit and the kingdom, your spirit is a waste place. And it's been like that. And every human has been like that for thousands and millions of generations. And he said, when there's no rule there, now he's talking about the kingdom of heaven with its laws, its government of love, joy, and peace. When the Spirit of the Lord is not there, ruling the Spirit, guiding it, you will have somebody else there. And what happens is in Isaiah, he's saying that is going on. And the city is dirty. I have to teach on the new city of God. It's about the new spirit. I'll do that in another one. And he's saying that the spirit of the Lord has come. It's on Pastor Deborah. It's on the words. It's got some work to do. Now, I'll teach you a little bit about deliverance. Later on, we learn that this Christ Jesus cast out devils. Now, what is wrong with that? A lot of people don't believe that they can be in Christians or people. Don't even believe in them. Well, that's part of the plan of darkness. Throws you into the mental health world. One of my uh, places I go to help out is this young uh, is in a crisis stabilization unit. A young man told me he felt he was under demonic vexation. His family, who happened to be black, which came out of the Caribbean, came out from Africa, 
served Satan through voodoo. That's what it is. And he said he didn't want to do that. And so he felt he was under spiritual attack and vexation because he was choosing not to do that. And I said, you probably are. But if you tell the mental health people that, they think you're nuts because they don't believe in demonics they don't but it's all right if you want to do voodoo they kind of know that it's spiritual in a way but they think those people are nuts they're just superstitious ignorant people they're not men of reasoning and science how do you explain the psychics the fortune tellers the tarot card reader they're not considered mentally ill to be working with some kind of power that can read your auras to the mental health community because why they don't break the laws they get a business license they're friendly but if anybody said yeah i tell fortune i speak i hear things okay then you have a hallucination and you're hearing voices but the psychics and the witches who do this they're not considered mentally ill got a mess out there so these waste cities are our spirits our spirits are made up of many compartments maybe different streets if you think of a city there should they are to have powerful walls of protection so when any enemy comes and tries to speak words into our life that are lies and darkness we don't believe them or they want to try to convince us of something. We don't believe them. But if you don't have rulership over your spirit. Of the spirit of the Lord. Then your spirit has no walls of protection. So I wanted to bring this section. The spirit of the Lord has come to help you. To rebuild the city up. To rebuild, excuse me, the walls back up so that when you get under attack, who do you believe? What are the, are you believing lies? Things are going to come. And he's saying we must rebuild the protection, the walls of your spirit up. It's been desolate and broken. For generations. It can't hold any truth. Can't hold any living water. It won't hold under attack. The enemy comes in. One of the stories I like to tell people. Is that Jesus went into deliverance on somebody. He said I'm going to go get that strong man. Out of that house. That he's been in. For generations. That usually means in the families. That, that means that for family generations after generation, the spirit has been broken down. So he said, he cast out, he went in and says, well, I can't get that strong man out. Which hopefully we can do on these, some deliverance and teaching on deliverance. It was very vital to helping people. He said, there's a strong man in there holding that house, holding that keep, holding that castle, holding that spirit. He believes it's his. 
So, but you can't get him out until a more powerful one, a stronger one than him who's in there, comes along and binds him up. Then you cast him out and you take all of his goods, all of his lies, all of his concepts, all of his stuff, his people that he has implanted in the spirit. A lot of beliefs, ignorance, darkness, hate, unforgiveness, bitterness. You've got to sweep all of that out. But if you don't get it refilled back up, rebuild the walls with the Spirit of the Lord, the Kingdom of Heaven, put back in the fullness of God, truth and light. It's got to be in there. The walls have got to be rebuilt. This strong man, he says, I'm going back to my house. That spirit belongs to me. I've been there since it was born in the womb. And it probably was. They fell into sin. It's my territory. Whoops, sorry. So they will come back, but they're not coming back alone. They'll bring seven others with them that are more powerful. And here they get to your spirit, and they look at your spirit with their spiritual eyes. And they see, are the walls rebuilt? Are you got new concepts, new ideas? How bright is that light in there? Can they see the spirit of the Lord in there? Bright. Now they will attack. They'll come through words and people. They'll try to run the old games on you. I'll tell you how that works. My mother, my earthly mother, had mental illness. My brother got diagnosed with manic depressive and bipolar. So it runs in the family. So I'm in the gym. I go six days a week trying to stay in shape. I don't do that anymore. don't have to. And this guy didn't know who he was, smiling away. Hey, how many days you come here? I go, well, six. You're crazy. You're nuts for coming here. I could have gone, yeah, you're right. I could have said nothing, but I didn't. I go, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I cast those words down. They are alive from the pits of hell. And I cancel those assignments. Bombs had come at me. Words. Through a smile. Trying to see if the gates could be opened to mental illness. And then mental illness would have had a right to run in me. Like it did my mother. But I knew that. My walls were strong and I rebuked the words. I canceled that assignment. My walls held. That's how it works. Words come. Attacks come. Physical attacks. He isn't going to leave you alone even though you get a new city with new walls and new stuff. He's going to challenge you. He challenged this little Jesus guy. Must have been about 30 years old. Out in the desert. You're going to have challenge of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You're going to be challenged what your family has, sicknesses and diseases. 
Here was another story. Same Jim, a precious young lady comes in, and she says to me, Oh, I said, how you doing? It's horrible. I'm losing my mind. I go, you're a Christian. You don't say that. If I had go, yeah, I know what you mean, I would have opened the door. The moat would have been open. The losing my mind, spiritual demons and curses and vex that would have come right on in. I said, don't say that. Just say you're under stress. I had to learn how to attack back. But I had to be knowledgeable of my family. What ran in the generations. I had to understand words and curses and attacks. And I had to build up my spirit and the walls strong. So they could withstand the attacks. Because they're coming. But if you notice most captives, they have no protection. The only thing they got is obey, submit. They believe in order to survive. They'll sell their grandchildren. I have seen former presidents of the United States privately sell their grandchildren to get pleasure, popularity, legacy, fame and high ranking positions i've heard it and seen it i've seen parents sacrifice their own children on the altar many different ways so they can have a powerful position the soul will kill sacrifice anybody and anything it only cares about itself in the kingdom of Satanism and darkness, they sacrifice their own babies, dogs, animals. They'll sacrifice their own children, their best friends. Now, they have to disassociate to do that. That's why a lot of these people that you uh, see who have been into human trafficking, that are buying the children, the girls, that are selling them, and even the children, human, they all disassociate. You have to understand that. That's a gift from God to save everybody. But you must, he's telling us the spirit of the Lord God. He has come back through the word, through this Christ Jesus. He wants to get, he's in Pastor Deborah. When Pastor Deborah speaks to you, it's as if that young man is standing there talking to you. He's proclaiming good tidings. He's saying you're a mess in many different ways. And you need help. And the Spirit of the Lord had to come back, anoint some people to do some things. So in Isaiah 61, Pastor Deborah was finding out my mission, whom I'm going to, the condition that they're in, the power of this Spirit of the Lord. It had to be in my life. I had to be anointed with it. I had to be moving in my glorified spiritual makeup. I had to have returned to the high place, the penthouse. I had to have repent of religion denominations and go to the kingdom I had to think of the kingdom not a denomination not a religion 
I had to be a common king in my thoughts. I had to have rulership through the spirit of the Lord in my spirit. I had to have his words ruling me. I had to learn how to fight against attacks. I had to learn the enemy spiritually out there, the demons and Satan. I had to learn how to cast out devils out of people to set them free. I had to learn how to speak truth. I had to learn the difference between light and darkness. The two kingdoms. This surely wasn't taught in mental health counseling. It wasn't taught that this was the condition of the spirit. I learned what the condition of the soul was. Which also affects the spirit. But this young man, he said, I have come and I am anointed with the spirit of the Lord to do spiritual things to the spirit. The reason is the dark body was going to die. And he says, when that happens, I want that spirit, that forever person, not to go into hell. And then to the second death in the lake of fire. That's reserved for the devil and his demons. I want it coming to heaven. I want it to be in the kingdom. I'm going to build a new earth we learn in Revelation. With new beautiful cities up here. And we're going to have what I wanted in Genesis. But first I got to do some work in you. Got to get somebody. To rebuild their waste cities. That had been in desolation for generations in their life. I got to get new thoughts in them. New concepts. Get them delivered and free. Healed. Deborah spent two years at home. Her soul was deeply wounded and hurt just from life. And people. Boyfriends and all kinds of stuff. Two years it took for him to just read the word stay at home. And then the old part of the soul, Jan, had to die completely. It was ready after it got healed to walk itself and get on the cross. I have that story called It's Time about the death of Jan. That was the old soul. And then Deborah took two years to arise up new New thoughts, new ideas, new kingdom. The old waste cities had been repaired. I was back in Genesis. Getting ready for this new earth. Getting ready for a new city. For God to be down here with us. There's a lot about the new Jerusalem. Which means city of peace. Which is your spirit. It's beautiful when you read it. We can go through that when we study. What a new spirit looks like. What a new city of peace Jerusalem means to God. And what he wants to see in here. In your spirit. I had a lot of work to do when I was getting started. But Isaiah 61 was my foundation, still is. And when I pray for people, I ask God to fulfill that in their life. Do you know how many times I've written it out, looked up every word? It reminds me of who I'm going to, 
what their problems are, why I'm anointed, why I have to have rebuilt my own spirit up. I have to have a kingdom concept, mentality. I have to be a king. I have to live out of my new glorified spiritual nature, a non-gendered spiritual being, a pure light. And when people say, aren't you an American? No, I'm an alien. My homeland is heaven. I am not from here. Sorry about that. My tape gave way. I need to get a better stand. I'll fix it. But I had to learn. My mind had to be repaired. This city was broken. It had been broken for many generations in my family. But it began. I'd study, look up every word. I'd have experiences. I'd look up the words. I'd read. I'd ponder. I'd meditate. I'd go out in the world and I'd have experiences. I'd get under attack and I had to fight. I'd sometimes spend a lot of time in my laundry room binding up things, coming through husband and parents and brother, binding up things, come out, and the whole thing would change. Demons were attacking me. Human spirits were attacking me. In the gym, out in Walmart. They were running red lights trying to kill me. Because when you try to start redoing this, you go watch some things. The enemy who has controlled a city or a town, look at World War II. It will go after the people who try to get free of them. It will burn and destroy the crops. So the enemy has nothing. You go look on how they defend bridges, towns, and cities. Sometimes it's room by room in a building because the enemy hides. Tell you a story about Candy. She had a king and a queen deep inside of her city. Every city has a king. You go study history. There's a governor and a mayor in there. But the kingdom of darkness is set out with kings. Just like the kingdom of heaven. Inside a candy spirit, there was a throne room. Excuse me, I'm going to move my chair. The throne room had two kings in it. One a king and one a queen. They were Jezebel, the queen, and Ahab, her king. But, and they looked royal inside of her spirit. There was no room to repair this throne room these guys had been there since the womb they were ruling candy who was a multi-generational satanist she sat in the number one position on the illuminati she had direct ties back all the way to noah through the line that would bring forth the christ except it's going to be the antichrist i didn't know that when i met her but god did so these two were dressed in royal, kingly, queenly regalia. I made them strip. Because only a king can take down a king. Only a king will answer to a king. But the king better have some power. They both dressed 
took off their clothes and they were big T-Rexes. Now that's not what the real demons look like. They use that to frighten candy because they are vicious dinosaurs. That wasn't the real look. I ordered them out because here I am. A repaired city. Powerful king. One left. Ahab. Jezebel refused to leave. So I had to call in the warring angel Michael. He came down with some of his guys. They lassoed that thing and took it out. And I ordered it out of the land and the territory of Candy. Because the rightful king that Candy believed in called Christ Jesus and the kingdom of heaven could not set up in that part of her city, her spirit. Because these guys were there. But once they were out, the place was clean and swept. They could come in. The king, the spirit of the Lord, could expand in that city and take its rightful place <coughs> and begin ruling the spirit for candy, helping it to return and repair the waste cities that had been desolate in her family for generations after generations. That was Isaiah 61. That is what was guiding me. My foundation the same as this Christ Jesus. When he said today it is filled, fulfilled in your ears. And I'm speaking to you who are listening. Sitting out there in Perdido Bay. On my balcony. In your dreams. Today. The spirit of the Lord God is here. To fulfill Isaiah 61 in your life. If you want this freedom, if you want the Spirit of the Lord to come in and start rebuilding this waste city, this spirit, renewing it, repairing it, bringing it beauty for ashes and oil of joy for your mourning, all you have to do is say yes. Nothing else. It and I, it's not it, excuse me, it's a him. Will do the work. Father. In their ears today. As you said long ago. This scripture. Is fulfilled. Fulfill it in their ears today. Bring forth the fruit. From your words. Out of Isaiah 61. In their life. Take this waste city. This spirit. Repair it. Bring it back to the high place of the kingdom. Rebuild. Begin rebuilding the walls as Nehemiah did. To protect it. Cleanse it out of all the ancient dark kings of old. Cleanse the land that's in there. Go city by city. Land by land. Building by building. And repair the waste cities. The spirit. Pull out the old concepts and ideas. Their weapons that they use. Their defenses. Take this strong man. Of the waste city. And bring him out with a mighty hand. Bind up all his goods. That he has considered. His defenses. His words. His curses. The ancient generations things 
that he used to hold these people captive. Everything that he held dear. Every lie that he did told. Tear it all down, Father. Just as you show us when somebody gets an old ancient mansion. Tear it down to the studs, practically. Rewire it. Rebuild it up beautiful as it used to be. Redo the waste cities, Father. And let them see that your spirit of the Lord is alive. It's moving. It's doing. It is here for them today. And it is more powerful than it ever was. And let Isaiah 61's words and the fulfillment of them begin in their life. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Wow. The building, the cleaning, it's begun. If you get sick, that's okay. If you feel headache, that's okay. Just say, thank you, Lord, whatever you got to do to build this up. Clean it out. Help me think in kingdom terms. I pulled my church membership. And I started thinking I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm a citizen of a kingdom of heaven. I'm an alien on this planet. Sorry about that again. That stand is just not going to hold that one. I'll have to fix it. So, we're going to continue here. Straighten me up. I'm a mess. So, I pulled my membership out of a church. I began thinking up here. Repairing. Repenting. Turning to the high thoughts. That I'm a king. I'm a government official. I'm a son of the living God. An offspring. With his image and his likeness in me. I was on my way. And the attacks were going to come. So be prepared. Keep learning and growing. Set your mind to being new. And repairing the waste cities. And their their generations of desolations from your family. Enjoy the video sorry about all my stuff falling I think don't know what's going on the enemy's probably at work but I've got to enjoy talking to you the prayer will work if any of you as you are getting delivered from this there will be physical healing and there will be emotional healing you just wait you let me know at Pastor Deborah at Agape Love is here. Be prepared for good things to happen. You are loved beyond your understanding. You are a part of a wonderful country, not of this earth. You don't have to be a migrant and a vagabond wanderer anymore. You can come home to the kingdom. And you can learn that you too are royalty. And a king, but you got to grow up. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah. Sorry about my mess back there. Doesn't happen too often, but today it did. Love. <laughs>